Welcome to another edition of Crossover Thursday. It is the final week of the regular season for the Denver Broncos, Los Angeles Chargers, and it's going to be exciting. I can't wait for it. It's it. I mean, the the end of an era, I suppose, for the Denver Broncos in a way, but the beginning of something brand new, a new era for the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm locked on Broncos co-host Sayer Bettinger here with David Drogemeyer, co-host uh, co of Locked on Chargers. And we're excited for this game, and we know you are too. And so are our friends over at Prize Picks. Crossover Thursday is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is so much fun. It's easy to play. There's no competing with other players. It's just you versus the projections available. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on entry. And it can literally take less than 60 seconds to enter. It's that easy. We love Prize Picks. We know you will too. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. And David, we're excited for a Week 18 matchup. Look, the Broncos have no playoffs to play for, only pride to play for, only evaluation mode to be playing for at this point. But as we were just talking before we started recording here, it's a very, very important week for the Los Angeles Chargers coming to Denver. Not necessarily that the game could be important. We'll talk about that. But, man, it's an important time in Chargers history. So I want to hear from you first. I know the Chargers are, are coming to Denver this time around to close out the season in the Mile High City. So tell me, what are some of the key storylines for the Chargers going into this week of action? Yeah, so yeah, the Chargers uh, do have a playoff spot already clinched, already locked up, uh, which is definitely nice, but they are still playing for something as of right now. Um, I say as of right now because that fifth seed could already be decided before the Chargers and Broncos actually kick off. If the uh, Ravens are uh, able to beat the, the Bengals, then the Chargers will have something to play for. Uh, they'd have to win uh, against the Broncos to be able to secure that fifth seed, but if the Ravens lose uh, and the Bengals take that one, then the fifth seed will already be secured for the Chargers. And you might see a much different version of the football game that you would see had they had something to play for. Right. And that's going to be fascinating to find out. So if you're doing a prize picks type of thing, you know, you might have to be a little creative with some of this players in this game. So I'm looking forward to seeing that, to be honest with you. You know, we talk about the the intrigue going into games like this, a potential that it could be meaningless for some teams. But at the same time, it's a very meaningful game for for the NFL, because we know Justin Herbert, one of the game's best young stars, he's going to be in the playoffs, which I think just as a football fan and football fans in general would agree, you want to see the best quarterback match. We know that the quarterbacks don't play against each other, but my goodness, yeah. everybody loves Herbert versus Burrow, Herbert versus Mahomes. You know, even if we get a, in round one, Herbert versus Trevor Lawrence. I mean, my goodness, I would be if my team can't be in it, I'm going to enjoy the heck out of it. So I know from the Denver Broncos perspective, we're looking forward to a number of different things. I think first and foremost, you're looking forward to whether or not Russell Wilson can Russell Wilson play well in the season finale. I, I hate that we're even having to ask that question. But look, it's been a tough year for Russ. I've yeah. been kind of comparing it lately, and, and I don't want to put words in his mouth, okay? So don't don't necessarily quote me on this, even though I'm going to say it. It's kind of like when a baseball player has the yips, or you 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 perceive that a baseball player has the yips, right? And you're yeah. like, okay, well, something's got to get this guy his mojo back. 
I yeah. feel more like this is much more of an outlier in terms of Russell Wilson kind of losing the mojo for a year rather than him hitting a decline in his play and and really bottoming out at this point because that's what we've seen. It's really a yeah. bottoming out of like worst case scenario. It's worse than that. So we need to see Russell Wilson go out there, interim head coach Jerry Rosberg and the offensive staff, which is now led by Justin Outen, uh, who's coordinating the Broncos offense. They put together a really great plan for Russ. And, and I think the biggest question, the biggest storyline going into this week is can they build off of that? They, they put some nice things out there against Kansas City, regardless if they're going against the Chargers starters or, or backups or what have you. Can they build off that and get some success offensively to close out the year on a high note? Yeah, one of the things I saw in that uh, Chiefs game was them really getting more mobile with Russell Wilson, doing some more QB runs, doing you know some movement out of the pocket, and trying to use that athleticism to extend plays and try to target you know your receivers down the field, as well as a lot of pre-snap motion. I, I noticed that uh, as well uh, a lot in that game. I think that was a you know a big part of the running game as well. But uh, you you see those you know definite differences in the offense. And them really trying to just cater and set up that offense directly for Russell Wilson, which in essence is what every single coach is trying to do. They're trying to create a system for their players that doesn't always materialize, uh, as we know. But at least in that game, it looked a lot closer to what you expected it to look when you gave that quarterback a quarter of a billion dollars uh, over there in Denver. But I think the other kind of storyline for the Chargers is can the Chargers find some separation against a team that really keeps these games extremely close? You know, nine one-score losses, which is tied for the most in NFL history for the Broncos. Yeah, I know, face palm there. But <laughs> this Broncos defense is still for real. I mean, yeah, there was an outlier against the LA Rams, but every single week, you know, these guys come to play and they are dominant, you know? So that's one thing that the chargers had a good performance against the Rams. Uh, but can they do that again against one of, you know, legitimately one of the best defenses in the NFL? Right. And, and it's going to be fascinating to find out another storyline for the Broncos. What is that defense really going to look like here in week 18? We know there's a lot of different players on the injury report. A lot of guys kind of landing last second on uh, on IR. We know Randy Gregory was placed on IR last week. Baron Browning kind of popped up his name on the injury report as well. Damari Mathis starting corner who you'll remember him from earlier in the season with the four pass interference penalties. Well, yeah. since that game, he has been playing exceptionally well. And, and so he's been a real bright spot for the Broncos, but with concussion this past weekend, is he going to play? I doubt that. So we might see some other guys stepping up and that leads to what young players on the Broncos defense will step up in this final game. Uh, especially if you're going up against somebody like Justin Herbert or man, I, I just saw Austin Eckler breaking a record of LaDainian Tomlinson's, which my goodness, I didn't know that any of those would ever be broke as many <laughs> yeah. times. Even I think he scored 20 touchdowns in a game against the Broncos at one point. Uh, but man, uh, so it, it's really cool to see how much success they're having offensively, especially after, you know, so somewhere around mid season, everybody kind of wonders like, is this going to be uh, yeah. Brandon St is a last straw for Brandon Staley? Are they yeah. going to be able to actually get into the playoffs? Right. And to see them really galvanized, uh, really closing out games, defense playing well down the stretch, the chargers are, are going to be tough in the playoff. And I think yeah. a lot of people are overlooking the chargers. Whereas in the preseason, a lot of times, I think people like to puff up the chargers. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of a fascinating difference there between the two. They look really tough going into the postseason. 
which is great. So we're looking forward to seeing those storylines play out. We're also looking forward to seeing some key matchups. What's the one matchup that's going to give the Chargers an advantage if they play their starters against the Broncos? If they don't, what's the one matchup that's going to give the Broncos an advantage on either side of the ball in this final week of the season? We're going to find out coming up here, but we're also going to take some time to talk about bet online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball, World Cup. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can also find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Key matchups between the Denver Broncos and Los Angeles Chargers here in week 18. Now I got to continue to get used to that. We've only done it twice now. Week 18 of the 2022 slash. Now here we are 2023 regular season. It's been a wild year, I would say, for both teams. But man, I, we're, there's certainly plenty to play for, even if you're just in evaluation mode, even if you're looking at young guys. What are some of the key matchups you're looking forward to, David, from the Chargers perspective in this matchup? Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be an advantage because the this guy for the Broncos has been playing out of his mind pretty much since he got drafted. And I'm talking about cornerback Pat Sertan, the second. I mean, the, the dude is definitely the truth. I mean, especially in the matchup I'm talking about is Mike Williams versus Pat Sertan. I think Keenan Allen's probably going to be more in the slot. So you're going to see those two guys do battle on the outside. Mike Williams is one of the best jump ball, you know, just fantastic catch type wide receivers in the NFL. And when Mike Williams is doing well, the Chargers offense is doing well. The Chargers in their chart in the three 30 point performances the Chargers have had this year, Mike Williams has averaged eight catches and 116 yards in those games. So when he is that focal point, when he's that catalyst of the offense, the Chargers offense puts points on the board. Uh, unfortunately, this is going to be a tough one. I mean, Patrick Sertan has allowed only six catches for 58 yards in the last four games combined. So fantastic performance by him this season. He's one of the true lockdown corners in the league, regardless of how long he has worn that NFL shield on his jersey. He's been fantastic, and that is going to be a battle, and there's going to be a matchup that I am hoping I get to watch. I still think back to his days at Alabama. I remember when he was a true freshman watching him play and just thinking, man, that guy, he he looks like an NFL player. He's I mean, so he's polished. Just, he is. He's so crazy. polished. He's big. He's physical when he needs to be. I mean, he's just, he's the total package. He's been yeah. arguably the top bright spot for the Denver Broncos here in 2022. And I, I think on the defensive side of the ball for the Broncos as well, Looking forward to seeing how Alex Singleton and Josie Jewell, maybe one of the most underrated linebacker duos in the NFL, how well they finish this season going up against players like Austin Eckler out of the backfield. I mean, you got to account for one of the best creators of offense in the NFL, and those are the guys that have to do it on, a, yep. you know, largely for the Denver Broncos. Alex Singleton, Josie Jewell, can they close out the season strong? Alex Singleton has multiple 20 tackle games. Josie Jewell has wow. his first couple of career interceptions this season. It's been a great season for both of those guys. Can they close it out strong? We saw some weakness from that unit in the Rams game that you mentioned before. But like you said, kind of an outlier in terms of 
what that defense has represented all season long. I think those two guys are going to finish out strong this season when the Broncos are playing offensively. Everybody's going to want to talk about Russell Wilson and and the passing game, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, and I think that's going to be fantastic. I'm going to focus here on whether or not the Broncos can continue success in the running game with Latavius Murray and now Chase, Chase Edmonds. I mean, of all people, if you drafted Chase Edmonds in fantasy football, he was a Miami Dolphin. The Broncos yeah. now have him, and he's under contract for next year. So this is not a meaningless audition for him by any means. If the Broncos decide to go ahead and keep him or the new coaching staff or what have you, He's got a chance to put some really good things on tape, and it hasn't been Austin Eckler caliber just yet, but 18 touches over 120 total yards in the last two games for Chase Edmonds. Latavius Murray running very hard, playing his way into another contract with the team, quite frankly, and shout out to Chase, uh, to, to both Chase Edmonds, but also to Latavius Murray specifically, because I mean, that dude and I, we're the same age. So at the age of 33, <laughs> 32 going on 33, he's still out there pumping his legs and running hard in the NFL. That's defying father time. So I, I love what he's doing. I love what the running game is doing. And as the Broncos change offensive line coaches firing Butch Berry last week, how different does the offensive line play? How different does the scheme look? Do they run more of that wide zone? That's going to be a lot of fun. What about you when the Chargers are on offense? What's the matchup that you're looking at? Yeah, I mean, smash and dash there, right? With Latavius Murray and uh, you know his his counterpart there, those guys really complement each other well. I would say in their running game. As far as when the Chargers are on offense, I'm looking at the tight ends. Uh, I'm looking at them getting more involved. They were involved last week in the red zone. They scored two red zone touchdowns, uh, which is something we've been clamoring for pretty much all season long. You know, try to get your six foot eight tight end Donald Parham Jr. involved in the red zone. Seems like a no-brainer. The guy has a ridiculous catch radius. He is a mismatch for any defender that's on the football field. So why are you not targeting that guy in the red zone? So we want to see that continue. Um, and we want to make sure that Gerald Everett's getting re you know ready to go. We want to see those guys get touches in this game, get you know that confidence going because you're going to need that, especially you know in the in the running game as well. So I, th I think tight ends they block better when they get involved in the passing game. Uh, you know that way they have some kind of incentive. I, th I really I feel like that is a big part of it. So I want to make sure that they get some attention because in the playoffs you're going to need it. You know you're going to be able to have to run the football extremely well. You want to keep that time of possession and you want to be able to punch it into the end zone with touchdowns. So that's another focus, and they're going to get some good practice playing in Denver. Uh, in January, it's not going to be a very nice environment. It's going to be very, very cold, very uncomfortable, but it's going to be a great setup for the Chargers as they try to make their mark here in the month of January. A little bit of a preview in case they have to go to Cincinnati or something yeah. like that, I suppose. Yes. So uh, Joey Bosa, really quickly, I know that was an exciting bit of news to see the brother of the potential defensive player of the year in the NFL come back. And not, not yeah. that he's always been known for that, but... Uh, right. A key addition uh, when the Chargers are playing defense in this game, any particular yeah. matchup you're looking for? Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at uh, Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa versus Billy Turner. I think that's going to be a big matchup. And for, you know, Joey Bosa specifically, he had surgery to repair the groin on both legs. Um, you know, something that he's been dealing with for the last couple of years. And he's really had to try to fight through it to be able to go out there and perform at his level. 
So he finally got that fixed, and it's really all about knocking the rust off for him, trying to get some productive rushes out there, trying to you know go back to being that force in the running game uh, from the edge position. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking at that matchup against Billy Turner. Turner's allowed seven pressures and two QB hits over his last two games, so that's going to be something that I'm looking for. I mean, one thing you need to have in the playoffs is an ability to get after the quarterback and harass the quarterback and get him on the ground. So this is another opportunity for them to get that, you know, practice and get rearing to go to get after the quarterback. It's going to be uh, very important. Bosa and Mack have combined for five pressures last week. So we want to see if that can continue against that Broncos offensive line. We will see indeed the Broncos historically had a lot of trouble blocking Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa for that matter. So going to be fascinating to see if Billy Turner can do it. He was not there in that first matchup this season. Obviously, now I think the offensive line looks a lot different. The whole roster looking different for the Denver Broncos, but same is true of the Los Angeles Chargers as well. So yeah, we're going to talk about what we think is going to happen in this game. Looking at the crystal ball a little bit here, talk about some predictions. But before we do that, I just want to say thank you for everybody that listens to Locked on Broncos, Locked on Chargers, making each of our shows your first listen of the day every single day. There's tons of amazing podcasts on the Locked On NFL and just the Locked On Sports Network in general. So go check uh, any number of those out if you follow other sports and other uh, other professional leagues, college, whatever you may listen to. Check those out. But we can't thank you enough for listening, engaging in the comments, and just continually supporting the show and, and being part of both of our uh, you know show family. So it's amazing. And I also need to tell you today about Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, you've got to try Built Bar. And we just got through the holidays, right? And I know that my goal is always to eat a little bit healthier. And if you're like me, you want to eat healthy but you don't want to compromise taste, you can't compromise taste, then I've got just a thing for you. You've got to try Built Bars. And with Built, healthy is actually tasty. And seriously, they're so delicious you won't think that they're good for you. It's perfect for a New Year's resolution. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, it's covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. If you got a sweet tooth like me, you need it. And they come in unbelievably delicious flavors like churro, which is one of my all-time favorites, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. I'm not sure how Bill does it, but these bars, they taste like a candy bar while maintaining the amazing macros that you're trying to hit. If you're trying to hit calories, these help you with that. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. These bars are going to help you reach your goals. And if you get the puffs, I like to put them in the microwave for a, a little 8 seconds, eat it with a spoon or a fork. It's delicious. And now you actually don't need to wait around to get a box of these. You don't have to order it online. For years, we've been talking about ordering Built Bars at Built.com. You can still do that, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or the coconut puffs. And if you're close to Sam's Club, just run on in. Grab a 13-bar box with Hit Flavors brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. All right, David, we're getting into predictions for this Broncos and Chargers matchup. Week 18 of the 2022 season. 
Here we are, the Chargers on the doorstep of the playoffs. One final tune-up, the Denver Broncos on the doorstep of wholesale changes at the head coach position. We'll see what else. Uh, it's going to be a fascinating offseason. The Broncos getting to the offseason earlier than the Chargers. Uh, unfortunately, it'd be awesome if the preseason pr uh, predictions of potentially three or maybe even four AFC West teams getting to the playoffs would come true. But alas, here we are. So, Hit me with your prediction for this game here in week 18. Yeah, I mean, I know uh, this season definitely did not go as the Chargers expected it to. Uh, I mean, it was such a roller coaster. So many different injuries and so many different things uh, that went wrong and, and just went completely out of whack. And then how they kind of turned things around and completely changed the outlook of their season. So it was a very interesting, fascinating season for the Chargers. As far as this game here, I'm going to just assume that the chargers are going out there to win the football game. Okay. Cause it's not fun to try to predict a game where you're going to see some backup. So I'm going to say both these teams are out there trying to win the football game. It's going to be close. It's an AFC West battle. Uh, these teams know each other extremely, extremely well. Uh, I think the Broncos are starting to play a little bit better on offense. At least you see some things that you like. So I, I think um, it's going to be a close game. Uh, I think the Chargers uh, are a little bit more motivated to win at this point in time. They have things to play for. They're playing extremely well on defense, like the best that they have uh, played the entire season. And on offense, you want to see them continue to score points. And I just don't know how well they're going to be able to do that against this Broncos defense that's still extremely, extremely good. So I'm going to say low-scoring ball game. I'm going to go 24-20. to 20. I'm going to say the Chargers take the victory. I could see that happening. Absolutely. If the Broncos reach the 20 point threshold, I mean, that would be a joy to a lot of fans. David, I think that that's a pretty on spot prediction, to be honest with you. I, I feel like as we close out the season, I, I got to manifest the Broncos victory here. I think that definitely playing at home is going to make a difference. I think that Jerry Rosberg, the interim head coach, has established something in Denver in a short amount of time. He's really done things a lot differently than Nathaniel Hackett was doing them and in a good way. And I think that what we saw this past weekend against Kansas City gives me hope that the Broncos could actually be a viable, hey, I'm going to actually pick you to go out and win a game. I, I give usually every week I give like my realistic prediction and I give like what my heart is saying. This week, I do think the Broncos have a chance to, to win this game. I think they can score 24, 27 points if the offense continues to build on what they did. And I, that's no disrespect to what the Chargers have been doing defensively. I think it's a testament to you might get into a little back and forth here. As you said, if both teams are trying to win this game, I think the Chargers are going to be able to score. And that's a, the Denver Broncos defense. They've been very good. But at the same time, we saw this past week against Kansas City. They're, they will give up some bunches of yards. It's whether or not they break in the red zone. That makes yeah. all the difference. And we saw Jarek McKinnon do that to them. Will Austin Eckler do the same? I mean, you tell me. So I, that's where I'm kind of at with it. But I think it, the Broncos lost 27-24 this past week. I'll give them a 27-24 win this week, closing out the season strong, ushering in the, who knows, the Jim Harbaugh era. We have no idea, but we'll certainly be watching the Chargers play in the playoffs and enjoying the heck out of it because the Chargers are a good football team and they deserve to be there with closing. I mean, I know that's been a, a problem area for the last few years, however many years, closing out games, finishing those close games. As you mentioned, the Broncos have lost many of those this year, nine of them as the Bron as the Vikings have won 11, those, those jerks over there in Minnesota. So I, I think, I mean, look at this, the Broncos could close out the season strong and the Chargers could also do it in the playoffs. We'll see what happens. Any final thoughts 
on this game. Yeah, I mean, on, on in this particular game against the Broncos, it, it, like I said, it's going to be really, really tough. But I want to see if the Chargers can establish any kind of running game or continue that hot, hot start of the running game that they did last week because that's going to translate uh, in the playoffs. You, you really need to be able to run the football, need to be able to stay on the field, be able to keep possession. You want to have the football in Justin Herbert's hands as long as humanly possible. And on defense, it's, hey, it was that last week's performance an outlier against the run because they had been doing a much better job of stopping the run. But then, you know, the, the Rams ha- had their way. I mean, that Cam Akers had a very, very good game on the, on the ground, averaging over six yards a carry. The Chargers have struggled with that the entire season, still averaging, giving up over five and a half yards per carry to running backs, which is atrocious. That's one thing I want to see if they're able to clean up um, and really get that positive momentum going into the playoffs. If they're able to finish off this season with a five game winning streak, really being able to say that they're playing their best football going into the one and done stage. That's what you want to see from a Chargers fans perspective. This is going to be a very good matchup. The AFC West battles always are. It'll be interesting to see how it unfolds on Sunday. Oh, as Gary Kubiak always used to say, we're fixing to find out and we're fixing to find out how this all turns out for the Broncos, for the Chargers this coming week. As you continue to listen to Locked on Broncos, Locked on Chargers, once again, thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day and we'll see you tomorrow.